0: It's the Lord tells me it's his desire for you to become fully persuaded. The Lord says that today he's revealing himself to you and he's giving you an opportunity to surrender all. The Lord, the Lord says this. The Lord says that uh, there have been a lot of things that have been a distraction to try to get your eyes away from God and the things of God. But the Lord tell me to tell you this. The Lord says, the enemy is deathly afraid. Satan, the devil, is deathly afraid that you're going to get your focus fixed on the Lord. He says, because when you do, the Lord says, you'll be set ablaze with the fire of the Spirit of God. And the Lord says, you'll become extremely influential with those of your generation. The Lord says, I've, I don't even know if you know anything about this, but I'm just going to tell you straight up and they can explain it to you later. The Lord says... That it's his desire for you to be set apart and to become like the pen of a ready writer in the hands of God. The Lord says he wants to write some stories with you. So he tells me to tell you this. He says, You're not going to leave here without knowing not just a small measure of the touch of God, but the Lord says, the full weight of his presence is going to rest upon you today. And God says, today, he says, will be a pivotal day. Today will either be the day that you decide that you're going to follow Jesus with all of your heart into the destiny that he's prepared for you, or you're, you're going to continue to find reasons why to be distracted and make excuses. But that's, that's what I hear the Lord saying. And I'm not trying to embarrass you. It's just what I heard. Amen. Thank God. Thank God, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now see, there's something about the anointing. There's something about the anointing. There's something about the anointing. Oh ya yeah, parabea. There's something about the anointing. There's something about the anointing. Oh la para sebengue See the anointing, the anointing, the anointing takes and it, it plucks you up out of self. It takes you out of yourself, it takes you away from what you're capable of doing and puts you in a realm where miracles happen. It puts you in a realm where God is able to influence the atmosphere through you. To, 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 uh, uh, to bring changes to lives of people around you. Amen. Amen. And so when this verse of scripture tells, I mean, this is, we're just doing an offering here. But this verse of scripture. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. This verse of scripture talking about uh, consider your ways. Sowing much, we talked about it yesterday. Sowing much and bringing in little is uh, is anti-God, because the word declares: if you sow generously, you reap generously; but if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. But if you sow generously and reap sparingly, there's something wrong. Do you know there's only one answer for that, and that's the anointing. The yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. Amen. The word of God, remember we talked about yesterday? The word of God being the will of God. Well, you know what the will of God is for you financially? Deuteronomy 1. eight says this. Uh, All the commandments which I command you this day shall you observe to do. Why? So that you can live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swear unto your father. Deuteronomy one eighteen. Glory to God. But the... <laughs> But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth, that He may. Eight eighty. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it is. Uh, uh, it's eight eighty. I'm sorry. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, glory to God. I, give up. I am, boy. I am over there. I am, I am over there big time, boy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he, amen, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. Glory to God. Glory, Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 The anointing of God and the word of God mixed together will break you out. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Amen. Amen. You know, God, God, uh, he put an anointing. That's why we, we, I teach on this, is that he gave me a mandate. Gil, he commanded me to do this. And I know there are a lot of people that question it, but here's the thing. I never questioned it, and, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't really want it. I didn't want God to put an anointing on me that would, that would remove financial burdens and destroy financial yokes. But you know, God, God doesn't anoint us for us. <laughs> he anoints us for others. So when God put that, have I ever ever told y'all, Melody, how that happened? The Lord spoke to me. The Lord had been blessing us and prospering us big time. I mean, Annie and I, we'd been traveling in ministry. When I got a revelation of supernatural increase and that anointing came on me, I began to prosper. We began to prosper big time. I'd go to places, but here was the thing. I'd go to places to preach and I was so afraid of what people might think of our prosperity. I didn't want anyone to question my integrity. I didn't want anyone to question my character. And I knew that historically, when someone who is a preacher taught and preached on finances, that people would make judgments about them and, and, and would call them materialistic. And there was all these things that people would have. And I didn't want that. So I thought the best thing for me to do was to hide it. So God would bless us and we'd park it two blocks away from the church. I'd take it off my wrist and put it in my pocket before I went in. I was ripping the labels out so that nobody saw. Annie didn't even want to drive our cars to her job. She's driving cars that were nicer than her boss's car. And she didn't want to suffer the persecution that came with the blessing of the Lord in the area of finance. And she, she told me too. She's like, I don't want to do this. I, I remember what, when we lived in Columbus, I went and bought her a Volkswagen Jetta to drive to work. She didn't want to drive a 5 Series BMW uh, to her job because, number one, she didn't want to be persecuted. Number two, it was kind of yucky over there. We, we bought her Volkswagen Jetta. I said, you know, okay, so now you, you don't want people to think you have money, but now you have a car to drive to work and a weekend car? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make, you know, it didn't make sense to me. I said, you know, whatever floats your boat, but... Uh, that was i tried to hide it for a long time the lord spoke to me around 1998 and he spoke he said this to me and i want everybody here i know some of you are like we've heard this before now here it is the word of the lord here it is god speaking to us cuz it's the word of the lord this is not just a story it's the word of the lord amen it's the word of god it's the word it's the words of god he said this to me he said he said, um, he said, son, when, you, when I anointed you to heal the sick, he said, uh, you ministered healing to the sick. And he said, and you did good. And I was like, praise the Lord. Listen, when God tells you you did good, you feel good. You know, you're like, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I was like, well, thank you, Lord. He said, son, he said, when I anointed you to prophesy, he said, you went and you prophesied. He said, you did good. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I was like, boy, I really needed this. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes we need some encouragement. Then he spoke to me again. He said, when I anointed you, he said, with revival, he said, you went and you spread the fire of revival. He said, and you did good. I was like, praise the Lord. But then he said this. He said, I anointed you to prosper. He said, and you kept that for yourself. He said, I never intended for you to be anointed so you could prosper. I intended for you to be anointed so my people would prosper. He said, if you don't take that anointing, And begin to disperse it and give it to my people. I'm taking yours away. That was was early in the year of 1998. By the end of 1998, in December of 1998, we had had way more than enough in the bank, in the ministry. Annie and I had way more than enough. By the end of 1998, we had $100 in the bank. $100, that was it. That was the first time in many years... We, didn't, we, we weren't going to meet budget, and our budget was already high. And I'm like, whew, you know what? There's <laughs> Isaiah 119, you know what it says? Put it up there, Marissa. Can you put it up there, or did everything just fry? All right, that's all right. Isaiah 119 says this, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Well, you know what? Um... <laughs> I was willing, but I wasn't too obedient. And sometimes that's where we get. We get willing. Oh, I would, I'd do it, Lord. You know, I would. I'd do it, God, if I had it. See, we're willing, but then we're not obedient with what we have. Or we're obedient and not willing. Well, here we go again. I guess I'll, I guess I'll pay my tax. I'll give my, I guess. And then we, so, so we're obedient, but we're not willing. But the Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the amen. Say willing and obedient. Willing and obedient. I'm going I'm to tell you a secret willingness and obedience don't live on the same street as porn broke. Do <laughs> you hear what I said? Willing and obedient don't live on the same street as porn broke. When you're willing and obedient, porn broke ain't your neighbor. Because willingness and obedience will lift you up, cause you to rise. Amen. Well, there's something about difficulty that will make you both willing and obedient real fast. Because, see, we think willingness and obedience has to come over a period of time. But when you, when you face difficulty and you've got to have God move. Listen, I got willing and obedient in two seconds. I looked at that account. I was like, I am willing and I will be obedient. I had a meeting the following month in Antlers, Oklahoma. Antlers, listen to me. I had a meeting in Antlers. Does anyone know how to get to Antlers from here? You almost can't get there from here. You understand what I'm saying? And Antlers is just like a little dot on the map. It is not a huge place. But Ben Aguirre, who's going to be here Tuesday, he was pastoring that church in Antlers, and uh, that's where we were, had our next revival. I called him on the phone. I said, Pastor Ben, uh, the Lord spoke to me and told me I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to impart to people this anointing for prosperity. Now, he had just had a, an evangelist come through his church that had essentially extorted money from people in his church. And this church wasn't a huge church, maybe 40 people. And this evangelist came to his church. You're not going to believe this, Brother Andrew. This evangelist came to his church, was there for two weeks, and while he was in his church, collected a $35,000 offering in the time he was there. All And, and, and not, not in a good way. The, when he left, the people were in duress. You understand? They were struggling because of the methods and the way that this guy did. And so I, I, when I called him and said, I don't think I've ever told you all that part, but um, when I called him, we, we, had, we had established a relationship, and he's like, Zig, you know what, what has happened here. I was like, yes, I do. I said, that's why I was reluctant to call you. I said, but I have to be obedient. The Lord told me I have to preach and teach on this, that I have to impart it to people. And he said, well, what are you going to say? I said, I don't know. I have never preached or taught on this subject in my life. I said, I know what I know, but I've never communicated it. I said, so we'll see what happens. And I'm not a. Y- y'all can see I've, I've I i do not have a note in front of me right now. I've never preached with notes. I've never done that. That's not how the Lord uses me. It's it's it, it's either there in the spirit or it's not. And when it's not, you know it. <laughs> we get out early, which is almost never. <clears throat> so, <laughs> he said, you know what? I trust you. I trust the spirit of God that's in you. I will. Uh, he said. Come on. And he said, just bring it. Just bring it. I said, yes, sir. We got to Antlers in January. A tiny town. Uh, Pushmataha County. It's, it's in Push County. It's Pushmataha County. That's one of the poorest counties in the state. Wouldn't you know? Pushmataha. <laughs> yeah, Pushmataha. Pushmataha. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, and here's what I told the people. I said, listen, I'm going to teach on the subject of finances. The Lord told me to do it. There's going to be an impartation of the anointing to prosper that happens in these meetings. I said, and, and this is, we're not going to take an offering today. We're not. I said, in fact, we're only taking one offering in this church. We're going to take it on Wednesday when we're done. One offering for the whole week. I said, because I, I don't want you to think that I'm trying to take money from you. I said, I know what you've been through. I said, but I'm about to get, I'm about to expand, expand, expound upon the word of God. I said, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I told him to say, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I signed up for the, you know, you know, how back in the day you used to sign up to get the tape of the service. I signed up for the tapes before I ever started. I'm like, I signed up for the tape so I can hear it again. I opened up my mouth. Listen, I opened up my mouth and it came rolling out of my spirit. And I begin, to, I begin to teach and explain. I started right there in Haggai with them. I started in Haggai with them. And the anointing, man. The anointing. See, some of you, some of you are like, well, he's going on about the offering. What about the anointing? That's why the anointing's here. That's why the anointing is work. because God, this is how He wants us to go here today. And we're, we, we just have to be willing and obedient. Amen. We have to be willing to uh, respond to His presence. You're not about to get a hundred-dollar envelope or a thousand-dollar envelope or a ten-thousand. That's not going to happen here today. Man, I preached that first morning. I'm gonna tell. You, I'm gonna tell you this. Ben sat in the front, and I was done preaching, and it took him about five minutes to finish writing down what he was taking notes. I, I remember after the service, he was like, "I never heard anything like that before in my life." I mean, that's that was how impactful it was. He's like, "I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever heard anything." Quite like, he said, "I've heard people receive an offering." He said, "But this this is different." I was like, "Yeah, it's different." I said, "It's real different. I've never said it before." Now, I mean, I was saying stuff. I was shocked. I mean, there was times I said stuff and I said, "Amen" to myself. I was telling myself, "Say that again." <laughs> Sunday night, I preached again. I told people we're not receiving an offering. There were people that while I was preaching tried to bring an offering. I said, no, 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 we're not taking no offering. You know, this is the first meeting I ever had where people got mad that we didn't take an offering. They were angry. They're like, you can't do that. I said, yes, I can. You going to keep that? I said, we're taking an offering Wednesday. They said, I can't be here Wednesday. I said, oh, well, you better find a way to get here Wednesday. You know, on Wednesday, some of those people they only came to. T- <laughs> Can you imagine? They only came to church to give an offering, and had to leave on Wednesday. By the time Wednesday rolled around, the anointing had come through that place. And such, a way. you know, the, the Bible says that the the anointing removes burdens and destroys yokes glory to God. There's only one cure for sowing much and bringing in little, for eating and not having enough, for drinking and not having enough, for clothing yourself and not being warm, for earning wages to put it. There's only one cure. We, we saw it in the Old Testament. You know, the Bible says that when King David, after after God had made it clear that he was anointed to be the king, when the, when the anointing for the king came upon David, The Bible says there came a point in time when he went and he hid himself in the cave of Adullam. You remember? He acted like he was crazy. Went to the cave of Adullam. And the Bible says this, And all those that were in debt, and all those that were distressed, and all those that were discontent, joined themselves unto David. Do you know? I'm about to throw this. Stand. Glory to God. Do you do you know why? Listen, isn't it strange that David was anointed and it wasn't it (laughs) Glory, (laughs) Glory, thank you, Ayla. Notice how she's keeping away, far away. (laughs) It wasn't, the, it wasn't the wealthy, it wasn't the fancy people in town that were drawn to David. It wasn't those that could promote his campaign, that could, that could lead the charge of putting him on the throne. It wasn't the people that were the most intelligent, the most, uh, the most well-equipped, the, the, the people that seemingly had the most influence. No, it was the in debt, it was the distressed, and it was the discontent. See, some of you sitting here and you think, I'm too jacked up for this. No, you don't understand. The anointing draws those that are in debt. The anointing draws those that are distressed. The anointing draws those that are discontent. You know why? Because only the anointing can remove that burden and destroy that yoke. Listen, church, you've, you've got to quit thinking that God called you and then you failed him. See, that's the devil talking to you. The devil's like, "Look at you! You're all in debt. You're all distressed. You're all discontent. You need therapy. You need a pill. Yeah, you need a pill. It's called the gospel. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's what you you need. Good news. Good news." Good news, you didn't choose yourself. He chose you, glory to God, before the foundation of the earth. Glory to God. Of his own will begat he us with the word of God. We were born again because he chose us, not because we chose him. Amen. See, you were drawn by the Spirit. Ooh. Yeah. On, not, not drawn by the Spirit so you could, so you could uh, cry in your beer. Or live in the mully grubs. See, God wanted, God wanted you to understand that. We, and we sing about it. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Listen, you might still have chains. But there's power in this place to break every one of those chains off of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Those that were in debt, those that were distressed, those that were discontent. The anointing draws those people. Why? Because that's, that's the answer. The answer is the word of God and the anointing of his spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what those folks in antlers needed. Now, you know what? There, I, I will say this. There are those that God has anointed with an anointing to prosper Ooh, I'll, t- I'll tell you that in a second. Hang on, let me, let me finish the testimony. So I preached to them folks in Antlers. We had an offering on Wednesday night. On that Wednesday night, $38,000 came in the offering. There were 40 people in the building. There were 40 people in the building and $38,000 came in the offering. There. there were people that came in, dropped their offering. and In fact, they came in during worship, threw their offering at the altar and left. There were piles of money at that altar that night. I looked and I thought, my God, in a moment, in a moment, reminded me of when Jesus talked to the fig tree. He talked to the fig tree. It didn't look like it was going to do anything. But in 24 hours, that thing was laying over on its side, dead. God can change everything in a 24-hour period of time. You know what? Your house can be paid for tomorrow at about this time. Your debts could can be canceled Tomorrow at about this. I'm not. Listen I'm not playing church. You say brother Z. Could it really be that way? Absolutely it can't. But it's not, it's not going to happen by man. And it's not going to happen by us trying to manipulate God to do it either. But if we can get over in the spirit. You know the deeper you get in the spirit. And the more dependent you become upon the anointing the greater measure of the miraculous you're going to see manifested out of your life. So that's what we're striving. That's what I strive to do every time we have revival services anywhere. That's what I'm striving to do this week in revival. I want us to press into the spirit of God so far. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want y'all to get so anointed in these meetings that your broken stuff all of a sudden miraculously gets fixed. That that car that's been acting up is afraid to act up right now. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's afraid to act up. It's like, boy, you better turn on. She, she coming with something now. You better crank over. You better fire up. Yeah. Now, listen, I know y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. But, you know, that's what happened with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. One day, one day G- Jesus, he goes up to pray, sends his disciples over to the other side of the sea. <laughs> He's like, going without me. I'll catch up. They're like, catch up. We got the boat. He's like, get on out of here. They go. He's up in prayer. When the Lord finally sends him to meet his disciples, they're gone. There is no boat. You know what Jesus does? He starts walking toward that. He starts walking toward that water. You know, water wasn't designed to be walked on. Water wasn't designed to hold the weight of a man at his feet. But you know what? The anointing. Say the anointing. anointing. Say it again. Say it again. Now, you know what? That same anointing. We're not experiencing a different anointing tonight. That same anointing that was on Jesus, glory to God, is in the house today. Amen. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. It's in this place today. Glory to God. He hasn't stopped working. Even when you don't see it, he's working. And even when you don't feel it, he's working. Glory to God. You know why? Because he never stops working. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, you parisoboyah. We, we in revival, aren't we, <laughs> Sit down for one more second. Oh, you better see. Ya. Now, 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 now. But not tomorrow. Not the next day. Now. Hey. Oh. Why put off till tomorrow what you can do today? Glory to God! Someone needs to stand on their feet and begin to dance before the Lord. Amen. Woo <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. That anointing. (laughs) That anointing is here now. Listen, if you're in debt, good news. (laughs) See, the devil wants to make you think bad news, but I've got good news. If you're in debt every burden shall be removed and every yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. <laughs> but listen, those folks sowed and they did that. And they didn't sow out of, uh, of uh, a, m- a manipulation because they were coerced. Because money was extorted from them, I told them to keep their money until that offering. And then I started, listen, I just started talking, brother. I, I just got up and I said, well, let's open up our Bibles. And people start running and throwing money at the altar. $38,000 came in offering. I'm, I'm going to ask Pastor Ben if he'll testify about it. Pastor Ben, from that moment on, Pastor Ben told me this. He said, ever since I was in those meetings, every year we have gone from faith to faith, to faith, and from glory to glory. To he said, the Lord has blessed our finances. <laughs> Dude, he had a house built. He, had a, he, he bought a piece of property. I can't remember how many acres, probably 10, 15 acres a property there in Texas. And then he had a house built. He gave them the specifications. When the house was almost done, the builder came and said, I am so sorry I made a mistake on your house. He goes, you did? He goes, yeah. Your ceilings were only supposed to be so high. Now we elevated them by several feet. <laughs> he goes, well, what does that mean? He said, well, he said, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not anything you know negative for you. He says, as a matter of fact, you probably need to have the bank come out and do a reappraisal. Do you know his house reappraised for like 50 grand more than what it would have without it? You know what the builder said? He said it was our mistake. It's on us. Oh, yeah. hey. Hey. See, see, now y'all are like, man, I wish that was me. Oh, yeah. You know what the Bible says? Whatever you wish for when you pray, wish you receive it and you'll have it. See, you need, to get, you need to get away from wishing. And you need to start getting over there in faith. Yeah. That ch- listen, that church, they, they, they skyrocketed out of their financial troubles. The Lord delivered them out of their trouble. And, and from that, from that moment off, by the time we hit April of that year, we had four years worth of budget in the bank in our ministry. Because everywhere we would go, that anointing would hit and people would be a broke through in the name of Jesus. Those that were in debt, those that were distressed, those that were discontent. The anointing, listen, you say, but you're talking about money. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about, listen, debt. De- yeah, debt comes when you don't have money. Distress will come when you don't have money. Discontentment will come when you don't have I mean, All those things are symptoms of being broke. But brokenness isn't a natural condition. It, brokenness don't come from a lack of money. Brokenness comes from a lack of revelation of God's promises to his people. Amen. Amen. So today, I, I saw this back there in my spirit when I was in my office and uh, didn't dream it would take this long. But I, want, I really want you to get over there and, and I'm not asking you to do something different. I'm not asking you to do anything in particular in the offering at all all i'm asking you all to do is get in the holy ghost begin to rely upon and trust in the spirit of god and here's the thing when you get over there and you start relying on him you're going to have to continue to rely upon him because if you don't god will take you places where you can't take yourself he'll elevate you to places that you god will put you in places where you don't belong God will elevate you to places you don't qualify to be. I, I always tell the testimony about Debbie, who uh, she uh, wanted a certain job. She told me the Lord told her it was her job. I said, well, Debbie, if the Lord says it's your job, then it's your job in the name of Jesus. She said, well, help me pray. I said, I'll pray with you. We agreed. We agreed to pray. I went to Annie, who works for the state of Oklahoma, this job she was going to get with the state of Oklahoma. I told Annie, I said, Debbie wants this job. She goes, Debbie can't have that job. I said, why? She don't qualify. I said, "Yeah, but you said it's so certain, like you knew." She said, "I do know. It's my job to know." She don't qualify for that job. She said, "Nothing personal against Debbie. This requires a college degree." And I said, "But babe, what if the Lord wants her to have that job?" She said, "State of Oklahoma don't want her to have it. I mean, God Almighty's going to have to do something. The, the only way Debbie's going to get that job is if God steps down." So I went to Debbie I said Debbie she said I have an interview I got with Debbie we, we begin to pray. I said, here's what you tell them in that. The Lord gave me a word for her. I said, tell them. Look them in the face. Tell them. I know there are people that are coming in here to get this job, but they won't do as good a job as I'll do. I'm, the, I'm your best candidate. I will do the best job. I will learn whatever I need to learn. I will work harder than everybody else works. I will work later than anybody else works. I will strive more than anyone else will strive to do this job. God, I believe God will anoint me and, and he'll bless you if you hire me. Isn't that what we we said? She went in there in that interview, and she told him just like that. She looked him right in the eyeballs, straight up. She said, you can throw all the other candidates away. I'm your your woman. Guess what? She got the job she didn't qualify for. She got the job the state of Oklahoma said she couldn't have. She wasn't qualified to be there. But here's the thing. When God takes you someplace, you're not qualified to be. He's going to have to keep you there. Because once once the devil's kids find out, because that's what happened to Debbie. She wanted to be promoted again. She put in for the application. They looked at it. They said, wait a minute. You shouldn't even have the job you have. And then there were some that went on a, 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 a... a mission they, they made it their mission to try to get her removed from a place where the Lord had put her one time she came to church she said pastor she said I'm ready to quit I'm just ready to leave I'm so fed up I said really I said you're going to let the devil bully you out of the place where God put you I said there ain't enough room in that job for you and the devil and you ought to determine you ain't going nowhere I mean, you ought to be like that sheriff in the western says, Black Bart, there ain't room in this town for the both. You know what I'm saying? There ain't room in this town for the both of us, and I ain't going nowhere. And She held on to the word of God. She retired from that job making bank. She, she. When she retired, another agency said, "Hey, will you come and do for us what you did for them, and we'll pay you X amount of dollars per hour for this long?" Uh Debbie's retired. She's getting her retirement and a big old paycheck from another agency. You know what? It's not over. It's not over. You know why? Because God, God said that He would take care of her, that He would supply everything that she had need of, according to His riches in glory. So you know what's going to? I'm just. I don't even have to prophesy this out of you know the Spirit. I'm I'm just going to prophesy this because I know how God operates. That's not going to be the first time that happens. It'll happen a second time. It'll happen as long as Debbie continues to walk after the Spirit, there will be a demand for her because she belongs to Jesus and he is seeing. Amen. Amen. God wants control of your circumstances. The way we do that is by faith in his word. By getting over in the Spirit and allowing the anointing of God. Glory to Jesus. How many of you received this today? (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, I didn't expect that that was going to be uh, the way we were going to go today. But that anointing is present. Jesus is here. And we, we want to make room for him to do all that he wants to do here today. What's this young man's name again that I told him about? What's your name again? Huh? Gavin. Come here, Gavin. Do you have pain right? Do you have pain right now? No. What did, What happened when we when I told you that? Did something happen? You didn't, you didn't sense nothing in your in your body? No warmth. No no. There was some warmth went through. Did it go through your body, your whole body, or just sit on your shoulders? Or? Went all all over your whole body. That's the anointing. That's the anointing. Did you have pain in your back? Did you have it when you came here today? You did. Was it severe? Was it bad? But just just an ache. But it's gone. Have Have you ever had God touch you that way before? Ever? Never have? Is it kind of freaky? A little bit? A little bit? It freak me out. Amen. I'll tell you what would freak me out more is if the preacher called me out and told me what was wrong with me and didn't know me. But here's the thing. I, I don't know a thing. Now see, the Spirit of God's coming on you again. He's coming on me. Now how do you know, how do you know the tallies? Just Monte's friend. You go to school with this fellow? you guys do sports together? Is, no? So you're not a jock, you're a musician. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, I need to stop while I'm ahead. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. But anyway, <clears throat> I, s- I see some, I see uh, like a shifting, uh, there, an aligning of your spine and your, uh, and your shoulders and your hips so uh, what the Lord has started, he's not finished. He's going to finish it. But I will, I will tell you what was wrong with you. There was a curvature. Your scoliosis what they call it. There was a curve in your spine. And it would have grown progressively worse. It would have given you problems for the rest of your life. But I declare that to, because of what the Lord has done in you today, you're gonna, you're, you'll be free from that all the days of your life. Not only you, but I declare that your children won't inherit the problem. That it won't be passed down by you to others as when you have children and you're, you have your own family. So Lord, I thank you for this fellow. Lord, I lay my hands on him today. And I pray, God, that your spirit would fall mightily upon him in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you brought him here today for the purpose of revealing yourself to him in a greater measure, Lord, He's never he's never had anything like this happen to Him before, and it's our prayer, Lord, that uh, He will become more yielded to you and more willing, Lord, to allow you to work uh, in Him to fulfill your purpose in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it, Lord. Amen. 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 Deleprehista, sharadruesta pala ele chete a porse bengalade manamare sekeche ha shedeboro stand up all over the place chelefre come on gabe kelbele Kele si jea hu chele prehe se pangle jege je pande marabo sekeche beya tobaya poria sobowa oh le jengege boa tell you, the holy ghost is working ele lebere sipara bosa kacha bangala bali ele phu ye Oh, basaya, you know, Now, so we're, you know, really tonight what we're talking about is the anointing. I know some of you think we're talking about money, but we're not. We're talking about the anointing. And some of you are aware of the anointing right now. Now there's someone with a shoulder, a, your left shoulder. Someone in their left shoulder. The anointing of God is here for healing in someone's left shoulder. El a El fede. I just saw Talisha ask Zedric if it was him. Did she ask you if it was you, Zedric? Yeah. But you said it's not you. But God's spirit's still on you anyhow, which is wild. Because <laughs> Lord, He's pestering you anyway. Thank God. That's a good thing. Amen. That's a good thing. The Lord tell me to tell you this, Zedric. God says he's given you a tender heart. The Lord says he's, he's, uh, he's put a sensitivity in you. The Lord says that at times you have to, you have to kind of hide it, you know, because if you believe that if people see it and figure it out, they'll see it as be, you being weak, and you're right. There is a time and a place where you're going to need to cover up that tenderness that God's put in your heart so that so that people won't be stupid. But the Lord, but the Lord says this. He says, I've made you that way, he says, because it's my desire to talk to you. The, the Lord says, in this season that's coming, you're gonna learn how to hear the voice of God. Not only hear what, the voice of God, but you're gonna be able to identify what it is that He's saying. Zedric, you're 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 still really young. How old are you, Zedric? Just tell me real quick. You're 12. You're 12 years old, and you know what the Lord told me about you? He says that you have already had a conversation with him like, God, I, I want to hear your voice. I want to be able to identify not only that you're talking, because there have been times you felt like God was talking to you. You just didn't know what he was saying. You felt like he was dealing with you, but you couldn't, de- you couldn't, you couldn't determine what it was that he was trying to get across to you. But the Lord says, you're about, I, I don't, I, it's, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> he looked at me like, Boy, Pastor, get out of my mailbox. <laughs> you know, you're fortunate though, Zedric, that you came up in this church around the move of the spirit like this. That's not spooky to you. That what's happening right now is in your spirit, there's a, uh, an agreement and there's a joy that's rising up out of the innermost part of your being. The Lord says, you know, he set you apart for his use. God says he's giving you tools and equipment to do his work. And God says, now he says he's going to give you an ear to hear what he's saying so that you can be obedient in the carrying out of what God wants you to do. He said, he said this, uh, things are going to turn up to a higher level. And he's a young man. Listen, I'm going to say something, y'all, you know, don't, don't look at Zedric and then you know, because I gave him this word, y'all, y'all tell him when, he, when he's acting like a young man, y'all be like, well, what about that word pastor gave you? And I don't know, you know, you need to be. Don't do that because young men are going to be young men and young women are going to be young women and they're going to grow and they're going to mature. And all of y'all were there and we were all stupid. Was I the only one that was a young man? I mean, when God told me that woman was going to be my wife, it wasn't the word of the Lord that I was concerned about. You understand what I'm saying? When I looked at her, I didn't see God's gift. I didn't, it, it wasn't love that I looked at. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. Yes. Amen. Lewis is like, oh, yes, sir. Amen. I hear you. See, we were, we were all there. But you know what? I loved the Lord she was hot. You understand what I'm saying? I love the Lord, but I was like, man, I had to pray, th- had to pray through. <laughs> but we're not going to make the mistake of putting our kids through the ringer because they're, they're maturing. Boy, the Spirit of God is on you, Cedric. The anointing is on you. God says his fire is going to burn in you like never before. Have you ever been baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues? Has that ever happened to you yet? No. That's a a no. (laughs) And I don't know is a no. The anointing anointing of God is on you, and God says he's baptizing you in the Spirit. You, you, You didn't even ask for it, but God says he's baptizing you in the Spirit. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray, Lord, fill him full from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, out of his belly let there flow rivers of living water. Lord, give him a, give him a prayer language. Lord, the, the initial evidence of Holy Ghost baptism has always been speaking in an unknown tongue. And so, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Fill him full today. And God, give him his prayer language in the name of Jesus. In the, in the name of Jesus, Emma the Lord says out of, He says, He told me, tell you this,." The Lord says what He's put in you is so unique and so uh, different that when you, try to, when you try to communicate it to people, not only do you have trouble saying it, the Lord says no one understands what in the world you're saying. It's almost like you're talking in Japanese. I mean, no one can understand what you're saying. You can sit down and you can have a picture in your mind. But even you're like, that don't even make any sense. Not, not complete sense. The Lord told me to tell you this because you don't have the whole picture. And the Lord says you're never going to get the whole picture until you dive deeper into the realms of the spirit. The Lord, uh, come, out, come out here. Now, I, I don't know. Have I ever prayed for you before? I don't think I have. The Lord, the Lord tell me to tell you this. He says that his spirit's going to come upon you, and God says he's going to put a new language in your mouth. I don't know if you've ever... Have you ever you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, haven't you? God says he's going he's to give you a new tongue. When you begin to pray in the spirit, and when you begin to... He says you're not just going to pray in the spirit, and it's not something you do often. It's something you need to do more regular, but he says, you're going to begin to sing in the spirit and out of your spirit, the Lord says, are going to come mysteries, uh, mysteries that the Lord says he's going to give you the revelation uh, to be able to uh, interpret. So the Lord says, it'll be mysteries, that, things that have been a mystery to all of us up until it comes out of you in the spirit and you and you uh, and God uses you to reveal what it is that he's saying. But I, but I hear the Lord saying this. He says he has anointed you to be a psalmist. The Lord says your your uh, the anointing on you is an anointing of creativity. The Lord says um the Lord the Lord says the reason I'm going I'm going to say this. I don't want I'm just saying this but I don't know nothing about you. Believe me, Gabe doesn't tell us much of anything. You know how that is? Some of y'all parents know. (laughs) Amen. But anyway. uh, But here's you know what I hear the Lord saying? The The Lord says, you think that you're broken, but you're not broken. You're not broken in the way that men say. The Lord says, What the Lord says, your heart breaks with what breaks his heart. The Lord says, some of what you feel, and you, it's hard for you to quantify. It's hard for you to uh, discern. The Lord says, some of it you, you've thought, I, I don't know what to do. I don't think, it, because you don't understand it. The Lord says, you don't understand it. He says, because it's not, it, those aren't your feelings. Those are my feelings, the Lord says. And he says, and that's why sometimes when you begin to sing a song, all those things begin to subside and take their place. Because the Lord says, it was always my desire, the Lord says, to anoint you with a song. The Lord said, that would, uh, that would bring healing to the broken, deliverance to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, and to bring good news, the Lord says, to those that have heard nothing but bad news. God says, the enemy has tried to work overtime to get you to believe that your life was filled with only bad news. The Lord says, it's not bad news. The Lord says, your heart has been breaking with what breaks my heart. And God says, he says, uh, every part of your being, body, soul, and spirit will be needed to carry the gift. You know, some people, to, to do the gift of God, all they have to do is get in the spirit because it comes out of their spirit. But you, the gift God has put in you, will require all parts of you, body, soul and spirit your body your your mind your will your emotions your soul and your spirit so but i hear god saying this he says today he's launching you he's he's launching you like a rocket the lord says you're departing from the place where you've been spiritually and he's transporting you to a brand new place the lord says you're not going out of here with the same anointing you came in here with he says he's increasing your anointing in the name of jesus Lift up your hands to him. I'm going to put my hands on you. Father, I thank you. I loose your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, let her leave here with a fresh touch, with a new anointing, with a new spirit upon her. I thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Sure. <laughs> And then it may say, "You know what he says? T- he says uh, the enemy's going to try to uh, uh, come and, and push on you and bully at you, try to get you over into fear." And the Lord says, "Joy is going to come out of your spirit." The Lord says, "You're going to laugh," and the Lord says, "The joy of the Lord is going to be your strength." Uh, God says, "You're going to enter into a season of drunkenness in the spirit, where you get way under the influence of the Holy Ghost." And a mosakaya brapana. The Lord says, when you get sober, when you finally come to, when you come out of that place in the spirit, the Lord says there are going to be a lot of things that get straightened out in Jesus' name. So, so I declare, I declare three days drunk in the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. <laughs> three days in the name of Jesus. So, filled to overflowing for your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're doing. One day you'll speak so much wisdom from God that the, uh, those that have been uh, judgmental hearers won't be able to overcome the wisdom with which you speak. And, the, and he, the Lord told me to tell you this, you know that God isn't waiting to do this in you somewhere down the road. God's, God's trying to tell you that what he has for you is right around, it, I mean, it's right around the corner. It, you, you're not going to waste any time. God says he has anointed you now. And, Mose, and the Lord says he's activating in you now. God says, what will we'll help you to interpret the wisdom and the mysteries that you're going to speak out of your inner man uh, in the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Someone lift your hands and thank God. Gabe, Lord, tell me if you'll lean into the Spirit. He says, you've, you've picked up talent, the Lord says, as a result of the gift. But the Lord says he'll accelerate. He will accelerate what he started in you. I hear God saying this. He says, you're in a season of acceleration. (laughs) And there's a lot of reasons in your head why you think that that can't be right. But I I will say this. Thank God. You know what the Lord just told me? He said we did good because he don't have a lot of religion. He has to wait. That's what the Lord just told me. He said, son... He said, you got to get some credit here. He said, you obeyed me and didn't put him through a bunch of religion. So what I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing for him, I guess I'm trying to process it through the religion that I've heard. But the Lord says he won't have that. He won't be snagged up by religion. He won't be snagged up by religion. But in Jesus' name, uh, God's going to accelerate you. And you're going, to, you're going to find that uh, you're not going to be relying on your talent or your ability to grasp uh, musical concepts and things of that nature, but you're going to be overcome by the Spirit. And you're not even going to ask Him to do it. There's going to be days that you're going to be sitting at a keyboard, or you're going to have a guitar in your hand, or you're going to have an instrument, and all of a sudden it's just going to come out. And you're going to be like, where'd that come from? I mean, you're going to be aware of the fact that you're not the source. That he's the source. So I hear God saying, get ready. Because uh, you're, you, amen. It's, amen. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Well, glory. Let's, let's shout to the Lord one more time. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Step into your anointing. Step into the anointing that God has for you, do whatever you got to do to step in amen God there there's there's a, there, there's increase available there's increase available for you it's available to you right now. You know what I want us to do let's get our offering together and I want you to get your offering together if you're if you're sewing online, then uh, do that you all know how to do that uh, you can put that up uh, just in case people need to see it but uh, but we're going to we're going to sow, and we're going to sow out of a grateful heart. What, what you sow in this meeting goes to help the evangelistic ministry that I have. This money that you're sowing here isn't going to go into, directly into the church general fund. We're going to put it into the evangelistic account. That's, that's how we do these revival meetings. I do just like everybody else. Brother Andrew, when, he, when we sow tomorrow, every dime is going to go into his ministry. When we sow on Monday, every penny that you sow is going to go into his ministry. He's gonna take that back. You know what? You know where y'all are. You know where you know where y'all are going on November first. You're going to Nigeria. Amen. You're going in the pockets of this man. Are y'all hearing me? Amen. You're going in the pockets of this man. we're, we're going now. Now we get to go to Nigeria. Amen. Where is it that we went with Paul Troco? Man, all like all kinds of places, Brundy and and. Uh, uh, where was the other place he went to uh, Greece? Man they went they were they, Amen. So we we where did we go where we go was with brother Bally. Uh, he went to Israel. We went to Israel with Dr. Bally. We didn't did none of us take the tour but we went. <laughs> Glory to God. If we can't be there in person, we can definitely be there as we as we sow. So today whatever you sow is going to to, uh, go to uh, the evangelistic ministry and help us to continue to do what we're doing evangelistically as a church. Amen. Are you ready to sow? As you sow your seed, I want you to claim your anointing. As you sow your seed, I want you to claim your anointing. So whether you have an offering in your hand or not, I want you to come up here and I want you to go through the act. If you have to take an empty envelope, if, you have to bring, if, if, if it takes that much for you to be able to get this in your spirit, then you take an empty envelope and just toss it in. Just put it right in and declare, there's my seed sown in the name of Jesus. If you gave an online seed and you've got to have something to, then do that. But I want every one of you to go through the, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a prophetic uh, a gesture. So, Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for what you've started to do in us Lord, already here tonight and uh, through the preaching of your word and through the distribution of your anointing. And Father, I pray that as they sow today and as they give today, as they bring their offering, as they bring their seed, it'll get in their, it'll get in their spirit, not that they're paying for the anointing, Lord, but that as they, as they sow into the anointing uh, that was released here tonight, they're going to reap, they're going to reap. They're sowing toward the anointing. They're going to reap the anointing in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, I thank you. I thank you that every financial burden is being removed and every financial yoke is being destroyed because of the anointing. I thank you, Father, that we're going to have miracles. Miracles are going to abound. Miracles, cars are going to come supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Everything that's needed for babies is going to come to people having babies. Lord, Amen. Isn't that right, Talisha? Glory to God. Every need supplied. Amen. Joe, every need supplied in the name of Jesus. Glory to Hilda, more than enough. Hallelujah. More than enough. Celebre Now, here's what that looks like. You get so much that you have to share it with other people that are pregnant. Because if you take it all at your house, it'll sink your boat. Amen. It's breaking your nets. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, Lord, we thank you for an abundant supply, for an abundant harvest in the name of Jesus. So, uh, bring your seed. Let's sow it in the name of Jesus. The offering plate is here. And uh, I want us to... And a master para dricha, or robosekele gelechera barabosa, whoo! Yerabor Segele Gacha, Barracorasa, Del Gere Esakana Manje, Nene Masiborobotoroboresea, Olo mohor Donohormonje Drioche. Amen. 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 Carasokoro Driocho. It is so good. It is so good to see you. Praise the Lord! I am so glad that you came. We don't get to see you often, but it's always a blessing when you. Who is this that came with you? That, that's your granddaughter, Helene Sepreda. And let me let me pray for you, granddaughter. What's your name? Huh? Persia. Persia. What a beautiful name. Thank God, Lord. I thank you for Persia, Lord. Let your hand rest mightily upon her. Lord, she's come here today, and Lord, she is in need of a touch from you. And so, Father, I pray that the touch of your spirit would be upon her. Lord, that she would leave here today knowing that, uh, that your attention is toward her. You've, you, listen, uh, God's never taken his attention off of you. Now, how old are you? You're not very old at all. And so God, God tell me this. He says, He's never taken his attention off of you. There have been times that you felt like he wasn't watching, but he was, that he wasn't there. And the reason why you thought he wasn't there is because there were people that told you, they said, nah, if you do bad, God's not going to be there for you. But that's not right. That's not right. That's a lie. That's a lie. You know what King David said? David said this. He said, even if I make my bed in hell, you're there. Not that we want to make our bed in hell, but if we happen to find ourselves there, he's there. And, and the Lord wants you to know he's been there for you. He said, when no one else was, he was there. The Lord says, at times you felt abandoned, but God says you weren't abandoned. He said, I was there. He said, and that's why you're going to be successful. The Lord says, the Lord says uh, he says, there, has been noth- there have been people that have spoken nothing but failure over you. And the Lord says, those aren't my words. Those are the words of the enemy. The devil has tried to get you to believe failure. But the Lord says, I've crowned you with good things. I've crowned you with good things. The Lord says, the songs that I sing over you are songs of freedom and deliverance. God says, you will not be held in the bondage of your forefathers. The Lord says, those that came ahead of you, uh, those that that are your blood relatives, uh, they wrestled and they struggled with vices, with uh, bondages. And some have tried to make you believe that you will have to go through the same. The Lord says, you will not go through the same. God says, God says this. He says, he brought you here to destroy every burden, to destroy every yoke in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you something right, aren't I? Are you serving the Lord with all of your heart? Say this with me. Say, Jesus, say it. Jesus, I surrender everything to you today. Forgive me, Lord, of all my sins. Wash me in your blood. Take my life in your hands. I need you, Lord. And so I give myself to you in Jesus' name. Fill me full of your Holy Spirit from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Lord, I thank you. Fill her full. Fill her full. Fill her to overflowing today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Boy, the spirit of God's on you. You, I know you got to feel him because I do. Amen. I love you guys. Praise the Lord. Where'd you guys come from? Stillwater? Amen. They came all the way from Stillwater today. Praise God. Thank God. Well, isn't God good? Yes, he is. I would keep you longer. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. But He's, he's, he's compelling me to turn you loose. And so, <laughs> Y'all get, get to walking close to me and I start wanting to, shh. See, Anna's like, I'm staying. Oh yes, okay. You got his attention, Anna. She must have been pulling, boy. Ala doyo. El secreda. You you know what the Lord tell me to tell you? He says, He says, you think that God's gonna to have to edit your book to make it fit with your life. But the Lord says, there's no editing needed. God said, I wrote, he said, I wrote every chapter. The Lord says, I didn't write in the problems. He said, I just wrote about them because I knew they would come. But the Lord says, I gave you a way of escape out of every one of them. And the Lord says, and every one that will come in the future, the Lord says, I've made a way out. The Lord says, uh, the way out, the Lord says, is by the anointing of my spirit. I hear the, I hear the Lord saying this. He says, he says... um. Ooh, shit. he sa- he says that in the past. He says you've fallen under the influence of charms, of ch- charms. That when that when that, that what I mean by that is I heard I heard someone say one time I heard these two women they were talking I think it was. And you, you'll as soon as you hear me say who it is you'll be like okay that kind of makes sense but it was like Ellen DeGeneres and. Some old actress lady, and not that there's, I have—I don't have anything against, against old ladies, don't get me wrong, but she's just an older woman. It, it wasn't, a, this wasn't an appropriate conversation that they were having about, but anyway, they were talking about Justin Timberlake, and one of them had this obsession with Justin Timberlake, and Ellen asked, she said, have you ever met him? And It was either Justin Timberlake or Justin Bieber, I can't remember. But they said, have you ever met him? Oh yes, he's so charming. And the, the minute that they said that, the Lord said, charm is not of me. These, this charm is not. You know what the Lord says? The Lord says, Oh, ha, <laughs> He said, The Lord says, I'm not just taking you to a place that looks good. The Lord says, I'm taking you to a place that is good. God, I'm not, God says, I'm not taking you to the appearance of blessing. The Lord says, I'm taking you to the place of overflow, of, of overflowing. The Lord says, Continually increasing blessing. In Emosa. The Lord says ever increasing. Ever increasing. God says charms won't work on you no more. The Lord says. For the Lord says. You have a good father. You have a good father. The Lord says. That is going to open up. The Lord says. uh, The realms of the spirit. Unto you. And God says. And you're going to see with the eyes of the Holy Ghost. The Lord says, the way into your, the Lord says this. He says, Anna, you're about to enter into the most prosperous season of your life. In Jesus' name. You're about to enter into the most prosperous season. See, some people, some people, some people are going to try to persuade you that this will be the worst time you've ever, no, no. These are going to be the best days, the best of the best of the best of the best of the best days of your life. And God says, they begin today in Jesus' name. Mark. Mark your calendar, write it down. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Listen, I love y'all. I appreciate you. I thank God for you. Tomorrow morning, that's right, isn't it? Today isn't Sunday. We didn't already have a service, right? All right. We had a leadership meeting. We had a leadership meeting. I almost thought today was Sunday. I was like, did I take up Brother Andrew's time? Maybe that's why he's here. Yeah. But no, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, 10 30 a.m., Pastor Andrew's going to be ministering. Tell, tell me how you pronounce your last name Is Isaac-u. Is that right? Izuku. 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 Andrew Izuku. He has, he has such an American first name. Andrew. Andrew Zoku. So he'll be with us tomorrow in the morning. Listen, you don't want to miss it. We're ready, bro. Can you tell we're ready? Amen. Listen, we're gonna ring you, we're gonna ring you out, brother. We're going it's gonna be like you're back in Africa preaching to we're we're just gonna we're just gonna hang out with you. Amen. Listen, I, I tell him that he'll keep us here all day, I, I reckon. But uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night, he'll be back as well. And then, of course, Monday night. So we're going to draw everything we can out of him. Uh, Pastor Ben will be here on Tuesday. Also, on Tuesday, New Creations is coming. The worship, uh, worship band from Seminole. I believe they're... Is that where they're from, Seminole? Kanawa? I don't know. Anyway, they're, they're, from, they're, they're from all around there. But they're coming, and listen, I'm excited. I'm excited because they are awesome. They're going to lead us into the presence of God. So Tuesday and Wednesday, they'll be with us, leading us in worship. It'll be outstanding. But tomorrow, of course, Winner's Church Monday, Winner's Church slash George Roig uh, uh, slash Pastor Ziggy. We're going to be up here, and I'm going to be on the drums like animal. And uh, But we're going to worship God this week. Come tomorrow ready to step in right into where we are right now in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for all that you've said and done. We love you with all of our hearts. Lord, bless your people for their obedience. Lord, as they move forward, may we continue to be obedient, and may we continue to experience the freedom and the liberty that comes by the anointing of your spirit uh, that was poured out here tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Everybody that believed, it said amen. Amen. Listen, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Go in his presence. Before you leave, love someone because you do. I will see you back here tomorrow morning, 1030 a.m. In Jesus' name.